So the new Fifth Column podcast is talking about uh, legal stuff. They're talking about uh, Steve Bannon, contempt of Congress. To recall, Steve Bannon was like, he helped Trump get elected, and then I think he was in the Trump administration for maybe a few months or something at the very beginning. And then there was some sort of criticism of that, and he got fired, I think. But him and Trump kind of remained friends. Or maybe they had a falling out and then became friends later on. I'm not sure. But anyways, the Democrats, I guess it's in the House, I think, are uh, doing an investigation of the January 6th riots. And I'll give my opinion of that. Uh, that whole thing is just a piece of crap. I mean, unless you want to... Whatever, it's just a piece of crap. They're, um, they're not using it to find out what happened. They're using it to try and attack whoever it is they hate. I mean, they hate Trump. Basically, they want to keep January 6th in the minds of whoever. I mean, I don't follow the news, the mainstream media, but I guess, you know, they want they want the mainstream media to have, oh, today we found this out about the January 6th riots. And I think they just want to keep that in the news. I think forever. I don't think they ever want it to go out of the news. And they're just doing it for purely political reasons, but that's also fine because that's how politicians are. The part that annoys me is like I have some questions about what happened on January sixth, and those are those things. That's not what they're asking. They're not they're not digging into that kind of information. In fact, that's the information that they want to keep secret, which is basically, you know, there's there's been tons of marches. You know, I mean, just think over the hundreds of years of American history, there's been tons of marches, tons of angry people, but. Uh, Except for that one time that was the British burned down burned down the White House or whatever, um, no one got into the Capitol building. And the reason why is, you know, it's one thing to have a bunch of rioters, but if you got a ton of cops or the National Guard or both, you got Apache helicopters, you got nukes, uh, the rioters don't get in. And so some people decided that it was a good idea to not have very many cops there. Like 30 cops, whatever. They just had the normal amount of cops. 30 cops, 100 cops, whatever it was. And so I want to hear all about that. Anyways, and those are the questions that they are staying as far away from as possible, I believe. Because, you know, they want to hurt Trump and Trump supporters. And talking about that part doesn't hurt Trump or Trump supporters, so they don't ask about it. Like I say, it's all understandable political BS. So they've been trying to, you know, uh, what's it called? Can't remember. Anyways, they've been making people testify. They're trying to make people testify who uh, talked to Trump, you know, in that around the January 6th time timeline. And apparently Steve Bannon was one of them. And so Steve Bannon has claimed, they said, they said, you have to testify. He said, I won't testify. He says, I have executive privilege, which, uh, so according to this guy on the podcast, is like, you can claim executive privilege while the guy you're protecting is still the president, but you kind of whatever you got you got a weak sauce um, legal defense there once they're out of office. But he's still going with that, even though Trump's out of office. And then the kind of interesting thing is apparently in the old days he didn't say the years. I wish he would have said. So I don't know if this is like 1800 or 1900 or what, but apparently Congress used to have like their they had a sergeant at arms, which was like their own cop. And they had, like, their own little jail, I guess, in the Capitol building. And, like, if you didn't talk in front of Congress when they told you to, uh, they would have you arrested and put into a jail in the Congress building. So that'd be kind of cool. But now what they do is they 
ask the Department of Justice to go arrest you and, you know, probably just use normal federal prisons or jails or whatever. But so the the podcast, they're going over like, you know, when was, you know, is this unusual to, uh, he hasn't gone to jail yet, but to possibly uh, put this guy in jail for contempt of Congress. Subpoena. That was the word I was looking for earlier. They subpoena you. And then he's like, I refuse. But so apparently for like the last 30 years, there have been people who claim uh, executive privilege and then Congress holds them in contempt of Congress and then they send it to the Department of Justice to arrest the person. But this is this is what's new now and what compared to the compared to the last 30 years or probably longer is that every time they did that it'd be like against a sitting president. So the sitting president would tell the Department of Justice to ignore Congress and no one would get arrested. So this is the first time it's been used on a president who's out of office, who doesn't have the power to control everything. And so that's why they can do it this time. And so something to keep in mind is that if Bannon can kind of draw this thing out, Republicans are about to take over the House of Representatives in a year, most likely. And then the other thing is, is like, Congress could have their sergeant at arms arrest this guy. You know, they could do what they, like the way they did it in the old days. But I guess in general, they're kind of afraid to use the sergeant at arms because, like, say you want to, uh, whatever, say you want to arrest someone who's, who's an assistant of the sitting president. And, you know, you send your sergeant at arms to the White House to arrest him. And then the Secret Service says, sorry, sorry, Charlie, you can't arrest him then it makes Congress look weak, you know, like, like they have this power. They're like, oh, we have this power to arrest anyone we want, whenever we want. But they're, they basically don't use it, because if they use it at the wrong time and it's shown to be useless, then uh, it's not a good threat. So that's interesting. And someone I was listening to uh, was saying that Bannon might want to get himself arrested. Like he wants to be, he wants to be more famous. So basically this fight with Congress, uh, he likes it. And it reminds me what the thing about Bannon and Trump was. So this is back during the, whatever, the primaries before Trump became the president and whatnot, you know, back in 2015, 16, whatever. Like, Bannon was kind of in charge of this stuff. A lot of it was, like, his ideas. It was the populism. Like, populism, if people use that as a, if you're a populist today, people say, you know, that's like saying you're a racist. But, I mean, that ain't true. What it really means is uh, you want to do stuff that's popular. You know, you want to do stuff that, like, you know, in America, you want to do stuff that most Americans like, agree with, want to have happen. That's populism. And, you know, they call it racist because most Americans don't want illegal immigrants coming into the country. So, therefore, populism is racist. But, anyways, that was, you know, I don't know if Bannon gave the idea to Trump or just helped Trump, but... um, I think a lot of this stuff, he just gave the idea to Trump. Trump is, you know, he's a crazy person. He's a maniac. But I think, you know, going against uh, immigration, Bannon definitely was for that, if, he, if it wasn't even his idea to start with. And uh, I think, like, I don't know if you remember, like, Trump is like, we're going to repeal Obamacare, and then we're going to give you better health care, better benefits, cheaper, uh, whatever. We're going to make it cheaper. And none, of this, none of that stuff came to pass at all, but... Whatever, that kind of stuff, uh, basically, that everyone in America agrees with and is like, sounds sweet. Yeah, close the border and give everyone in America health care and other good stuff. So that was kind of Bannon. 
And then for whatever reason, he got kicked to the curb there early on. And then like the only th accomplishment that Trump really had, he didn't build no wall, or didn't, didn't do much of, you know, he did a few things. He was the president. He was the president. Presidents do stuff. But his so-called, you know, major accomplishment was the, uh, the corporate tax rate reduction bill thingabobber. And that was like a bill that um, the Republicans have been trying to pass. You know, they, they wrote that bill like five years before Trump became president. And they've been wanting to pass it, you know, ever since. And then when Trump was president, like, hey, Trump, sign this. And no, you don't get a wall. No, you don't get nothing. I mean, that's what the Republicans did. Because Republicans love immigration. The more immigration you get, it uh, lowers the wages and destroys the clout of the working class and the low-wage people in America. So they love immigrants. They hate workers. They love immigrants. Immigrants destroy workers' wages, etc. All right, starting to rant again, but you get the idea. All right, I'm going to throw in a little clip from uh, Camille Foster from this podcast. Camille Foster's awesome. And... Uh, but whatever, just listen to this. So harsh, and I think so true. To try to do a little bit of level setting here, because part of the reason why I really wanted to talk about this today was because I saw a tweet from Thad uh, Russell, who's a friend of the podcast, and Thad described the current state of affairs thusly. Surveillance, public shaming, deplatforming, blacklist, segregation, infiltration, informants, agent provocateurs, political prisoners, and show trials. What they're doing to MAGA is what they did to the Communist Party and the Black Panthers. Oh, dear. 